Would you please pass the milk and sugar? Good morning, BHA. It is a podcast about barbershop recorded today. Richard Reeve in Queensland and there's Ash down in Perth. Two Australians talking about the greatest hobby on earth. Oh boy, it's swell to say. Good morning, BHA. Good morning, BHA. Uh, now, I've just started. That is literally the first mistake of 11 team we're going to make. You should have seen the, the look of, what was it, a combination of concern, fear, fear um, uh, wondering whether it was important that Ringmasters was playing in the background. But given that Blindside is the Australian Ringmasters, I think that's quite appropriate. So, so uh, having let the cat out of the bag, um, Blindside, welcome to Good Morning BHA. Well, thanks, thanks very much, Richard. Yeah. I hope the other thing that let the cat out of the bag was our, t- our name being on the title of the podcast. So, so. <laughs> people, people now know. Now, now, listeners, if you do hear a little bit of clinging and clanging here and there, it's because uh, we're having tea and it's delightful. And pikelets. Yeah. And pikelets. Sorry. So, we're enjoying the tea and Tim is enjoying the pikelets. So uh, to start off, if you would be kind enough, please, for our listeners, just to go around the table and introduce yourself and your part. Uh, my name's Gareth and I sing the lead part. Uh, Michael, I sing the baritone part. Uh, I'm Tim, and I sing the bass part. And I'm Trent, and I sing the tenor part. Fantastic. Now, listeners who have been paying attention, which is all of you, will realise that Mm. uh, a couple of years ago, two to three years ago, I did a uh, podcast with Michael Webber, the attractive Michael Webber sitting opposite me, as you can see on the podcast. And um, so please feel free to... As you can see. (laughs) Please feel free to go back and have a listen to that, and we'll try to minimise the overlap, but there will be some. So I, will, I always start with this, and uh, it's, um, let's give a bit of a, a foundation to the listeners. Please uh, take us back to, back to school and um, your beginnings of maybe just one minute each because we've you know, got a lot to cover. Your, your, your beginnings of music and how you discovered Barbershop. What? Go on, Gareth. Garth. So um, the three of us went to the same school, Grace College. Um, Tim, myself and Mike. Um, we were involved in various ways with sort of performing arts, Mike more so with drama, Tim and I um, in bands. Um, Tim and I met uh, playing, playing together, playing some, some brass instruments and some percussion in, the, in the high school band. <laughs> yeah, great, great pikelets. Yeah. I'll be right back in September. <laughs> Going. <laughs> My first introduction to Barbershop was after Mike saw a YouTube video and came to me um, saying, oh, this is a, it was a, what was the name of the quartet? It was a British quartet. I don't know. They were I, singing, I'm going to live till I die. I tried to find the video. Check, check on the previous podcast. Right. I tried to find the there. video in preparation for this one and I couldn't find it. So oh. it's been lost in cyberspace somewhere. Um, and Mike was sort of came with me suggestion saying, oh, maybe we should have a crack at something like this. Um, we ended up. Uh, finding and ringing in a couple of a couple of friends. I brought in um, Tim, who I knew um, was rather musical, and another friend of ours, a gentleman Dan, um, who we're still quite dear friends with, um, but doesn't sing with the quartet anymore. Um, there was a a headmaster, the headmaster of 37 or so years, Mr. Fred Stoltz, um, who was retiring from Grace, and there was a concert that they were looking for various actors to be doing things and so we were like oh this would be uh, you know a fun thing to do um, we were singing in the choir and all that sort of stuff that sort of in some way stimulated our desire for um, for singing together and so we uh, 
ended up singing for the show. A couple of those videos ended up on YouTube, but we didn't really do all that much together after. Did you sing as, um, as a quartet? We did sing right. as a quartet in, yeah. the, in on the show. Yeah. So um, was it? What was it? Was it? Barbershop related or not? Yeah, we sung. Um, it was very bad. Gonna live till I die. Was. Uh, we sung. This is the moment. Um, wow, great yeah, song. Um, because we found a recording of acoustics, which was pretty rad. Um, we oh, sung. Right. I've been working on the railroad because we found some learning tracks from Tim Warwick, um, and we sung. Um, uh, um, and what was the other song? Oh, oh no, no, Blackbird. We oh, sung yeah, Blackbird. Yeah, which was the. Um, um, King Singers, King Singers Beautiful. arrangement, which we just took Fantastic. a just took a couple of parts out of, so it wasn't terribly good. Um, <laughs> that was our that was our first foray into like um, singing together, sort of like that sort of close. So you were you stuff. were mates at school. Um, mates at school. Did you all kind of? I mean, you. Uh, so again, very quickly, your musical background before you know just yeah. in childhood. Primarily playing piano and then brass instruments in um, in school bands. Um, never had. So sung. you could read music. Yeah, could read music, yeah. um, but had never sung. And I, and I think that was a, a almost a hallmark of Blindside for quite a long time. All these people who used them to sing. Yeah, well, or we just very much didn't think of ourselves as singers. Mm-hmm. Um, we were like, oh, just generally like like musicians kind of first and then singers as a very distant second. Okay. Um, and um, and I, I suppose in many ways that's kind of how we approached what we did was okay. more like either musical stuff or then storytelling kind of things rather than singing. For, for the, for the uh, information of the listeners, uh, a teapot that had, doesn't have a, a, um, a uh, physics concept. Uh, an insulated handle. Insulated handle, handle the, yeah. the metal handle gets hot. A tea, more tea anyway? Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, excellent, excellent. Please excuse us listeners, that was a poor more tea. Um, Tim had a similar background to myself, so like, um, like uh, lots of piano, excellent piano player. Um, and Mike, his musical background um, was really just listening to, um, you know, his mum singing in church and harmonising along, along with her and a good whatnot. Um, Did you listen? To that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, no, I've just listened to you nattering for, for half of my you living You prepared life. for this, didn't you? How dare good. you make the rest of us look slack? Um, and, and Trent, um, uh, who we didn't know at this stage when we originally started doing Barbershop, um, had had some dabbling in barbershop when he was in school as well, but primarily sort of played in and sung in like rock bands. Um, also played trumpet. A, a small bit of uh, trivia about Trent is that he went to the conservatorium for um, for trumpet. And wow. how long did you last? Uh, six weeks. Oh, <laughs> right under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you started off making that sound really impressive. Oh, you just failed to mention that I didn't. Uh, that was so didn't mean. Continue on. No, all you need to say there is. Uh, Trent went to the con. That's yeah. all you need to say. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, yeah. that's no, no, no. not a lie. Yeah, it's, it's, that it's, is it's, correct. It's not a lie. You know, he ended up leaving like other, you know, <laughs> like super, everyone else. Super, super successful musicians. He just left John sooner Mayer. than some other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so John Mayer left because he wanted to, you know, um, you know, play bass notes with his stuff. Everyone leaves eventually. Trent left for other reasons. You know, that's great. <laughs> okay, so we were uh, excellent musicians to start with, um, and uh, discovered each other at school. And um, what was the briefly that that experience? As you say, you're very modest to say it. Had room for improvement. <laughs> we like oh, yeah. perfection. Oh, yeah. We like perfection. We sung a lot of soul. Nice. Michael just li- licked the cream off his pikelet. That's why I had an outburst, by the way. <laughs> I thought it was the wonderful joke you made. <laughs> well, yes. Well, that's what you were laughing at me for. Oh. Um, so, uh, 
No, I've lost my train of thought. Musicians at school, and oh yeah. So uh, tell us briefly. Obviously, yeah. you you enjoyed the singing and the quartet at school. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and how did we do more of this? Yeah, and we had a and we had a school that was really really supportive. Like right. both um, both in the um, like the choral music program and also um, just just generally in the school. Like instead of having to do like sport on a Wednesday afternoon, they let us just go and hang out as a barbershop quartet and just do that. And practice. Um, and, and practice and sing together and learn more together and mm-hmm. like that that was great. And so we've. Um, it was very constructive, though. Yeah, um, it was great. It was really, really great how um, Grace really backed us, and that was both like from people inside and outside of the music department, okay. like the like the choral teachers, like um, like 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 Mrs. Cooper or the brass teacher, um, yeah. Mr. Christo. Shout out to Mrs. Cooper. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, these these people who very much um, did did quite a bit to sort of kindle our um, our passion for mm-hmm. music and kind of believe in us that we could go off and do things yeah yeah but um I, I think something that was interesting for us is that i think the normal avenues that those people would have pushed us down towards singing with like the burly blokes or whatever burly singers um more that choral music world just didn't really um appeal to us in the same way for for whatever reason it was that barbershop did um and perhaps so just at that, that yeah. point how much did, what, like, what did you know when you say Mm-hmm. didn't appeal to you as much as Barbershop did mm. you knew at school what Barbershop was yeah so um, I think uh, what YouTube taught us yeah that's it YouTube yeah, taught us what Barbershop was yeah okay and, and so I sing it that's it's just it. like oh, okay we'll just keep doing these things Fantastic. One, one of the best <laughs> things that the BHS have done is put their yeah. stuff on YouTube yeah it's awesome, um, isn't it? because it was um when we started those videos were few and far between we kind of had to yep. very much go scouring the internet um, but just there was those a few years there where, uh, where copyright was yeah. hadn't been they hadn't figured out how to handle that so they just um, mm. they just didn't put much stuff on and most of us were just recording things at afterglows and things like that and just putting yeah. it up um, which is you know great to have the better than nothing but yeah. it's so great now to have the official mm. VHS videos with the high quality uh, up, yeah. up on YouTube yeah so go on and that's very much like what we like how we learnt a lot of stuff was listening like listening by ear to like some of those four parts yeah. and singing along and um, and also just like on, on the internet because so many people were sort of struggling to um, find resources well, that's the traditional way of learning barbers of course from back in the day learning yeah. on the internet yeah that's it that's it um, and uh, we were really really fortunate to kind of find some of that like um, like some community on the internet where yeah. we were able to sort of find some that's resources awesome. and like that would stoke our interest but I remember um, uh, at Mike's parents house when um, uh, refreshing the BHS website to see what the results were for um, the I think it was the 2010 international convention when Stormfront won yep. so like we didn't have the webcast or whatever it was we hadn't quite gotten there and realizing that's something that we could have we could have done but we knew the that there was a picture yeah. that would change yeah, right. like when it because um, I think we remember noticing that it shifted from OC times to crossroads and that was like Oh, like like just one day we happened to check yep. the website. It's like, oh, something's happened. Yeah, because we used to check that website quite a bit because there were some wonderful free resources on there. And then the day we were refreshing it, waiting to see what it shifted from the picture from two thousand nine to two thousand ten. Oh, to see, did you know who was in the comp, or you just wanted to see the picture change? Um, I think we vaguely knew who was in the competition, but um, <laughs> but let's just say Gareth, simple minds. Gareth simple minds. Always. We mostly wanted to see the picture change. <laughs> Gareth always a bit about the picture change. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so, I, I suppose we had this very disconnected from any sort of organised barbershop. Of course. Um, until, 
we stopped singing after high school for a mm-hmm. few years, and then oh, at, wow, toward, okay. yeah, towards the end of 2012, um, we ended up getting contacted by John Albertini and Darren Weisel from the Blenders, yep. who'd seen some videos of us on YouTube. Um, they went to great lengths to contact us because, as you've described, getting us here for this interview, we're elusive little buggers, <laughs> um, and um, ended up sort of saying, "Hey, Ringmasters are going to be in the country. How about you come down, see what that's like, listen to the Blenders, see if you're interested in Do doing." You know this. who Ringmasters was? We did. But everyone's pointing at Tim for some reason. Why do I know? And Tim's looking confused about why we're pointing at him. <laughs> do I? Do I know the ringmaster? That's okay. Long, long and short. Um, long and short. We were then brought into this whole new world um, by Blenders, which was really, really exciting. Fantastic. And yeah, so that was twenty thirteen when we started you, doing you, it properly. And you, yeah, you, you had. Not you had stopped singing, or you weren't singing as much, or we had stopped singing pretty okay, much, wow. almost. But clearly, almost you completely. still loved it because when you were introduced to the Blenders, you went, "Heck yes!" Yeah. Did you? Yeah. yeah was... I I went down one week by myself, and I was like, "This is everything I've ever wanted and awesome. more," because it's young people all doing the same thing. Yeah. And so I invited the other two or three. Right, you there. started. Okay. Yeah. And we had not long before done a oh, like very a... dainty Gareth. That's beautiful. <laughs> the way you're pouring your milk into your tea yeah. and that. That's lovely. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah that's right. um, We had recently done some sort of gig at the school again. Yeah. I can't remember under what context it was, but they invited us back for one of their kind of choral vocal evenings. And I think, did you sing with us for that event trip? Yeah. Because yeah. Dan wasn't available. He so was we, busy. So this was a transition. Yeah. The well, transition. Yeah. So we had this gig on and Dan couldn't do it for whatever reason. And Trent at the time was, well, these guys were going to the same church, the three of Michael, Gareth and Trent. And so yep. they... I didn't really have to convince anybody, but they were like, yeah, we have a guy who can kind of sing in a band and whatever. It's like, okay, cool. So Trent, the guy who can kind of sing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so we did a couple of... It sells itself. Yeah, you can. <laughs> we did a few rehearsals and then sang with Trent and that was great. Um, and I can't remember what we sang that night. It was probably completely new stuff. Oh, we, we sang Put Your Arms Around Me, Honey. Yeah. Um, we I also sang... Um, yep, and Very I Want to Be Like You. Yeah. Very um, And... Um, <laughs> Ooh, probably some, some kind sort of, of ballad or something. Little pal, little pal, maybe. Very unwise. Yeah, <laughs> a whole bunch of unwise choices <laughs> all collided they're really together. Complicated at songs, yeah. or and, yeah. and, I'd, and I'd say that that songs. was a hallmark of our like, like initially starting, which is very unwise. Very unwise. <laughs> yeah, very unwise. Gosh, and, and look where we've ended up. Um, but but starting with the the songs that we were familiar with, which were all very complex, like the the gold medal. Winning well, you sang a lot of Max Q for a start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We sang lots, lots of Max not Q. The, not for the faint heart. Still learning the polecats, Richard. Aren't <laughs> <laughs> we all quite, haven't quite made up for it? Um, but that was certainly a hallmark of us starting, partly because Fantastic. that was what we'd been exposed to, yep. perhaps in contrast to someone who came through a more conventional avenue. Yeah, yeah but sorry, Tim, yeah. carry on. Uh, yeah, so we did this gig, and um, then afterwards we were kind of like, well, that's fun. And then I can't remember exactly the timeline, it's probably a little bit murky for everybody, but then, yeah, as Michael said, he went down and did this gig, and then we came down and, to, no, went down to rehearse with them for this gig, sorry, but the Blenders were doing with Ringmasters, mm-hmm. well, that would have been the end of their year as winners, what was that, be 2012? Yeah, yeah. 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 it was Christmas of 2012, yeah. correct. Yeah, you know, I remember going down to that Blenders gig the first time. Yeah, and I was I was singing bass at that yeah. time. <laughs> you, oh yeah, and Tim was singing baritone. Oh well, yeah, I mean it's a it's a long journey. We went and did this gig. Unwise, and very unwise, very unwise. <laughs> we went and did this. Uh, we went. So we went. Sorry, just to be clear, we went and saw the show. The three of us: Gareth, uh, Trent, and myself. And Michael was actually in the Blenders, kind of acting as a 
as a link or a transition it felt for us to kind of be linked with them and um there's a few stories that maybe we can uh, talk about maybe off the podcast um <laughs> about our first experience with the craft um but um it was positive and then i think early that next year or late that that year we decided we'd we'd give it a go as a as a group as a four um with a couple of different goals in mind i think mainly around <laughs> contests and stuff like that but uh yeah, and so we started early the next year with the blenders, and that's probably a good spot to pause for no, a second. Well, I, yeah. in fact, it's absolutely perfect uh, transition because now we're, you know, we're, you know you're, you're in the blenders, you've transitioned to, you know, a, 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 a existing or registered quartet, you know, you've, you've got trends, and now you're, you're looking at, at con, uh, competition. So yeah. t- talk to us about that. How um, was it? Was it just a natural progression that you you know you're now you found your quartet and okay well there's a competition on well obviously we're seeing that well I'll go to Trent in a second but I think the biggest thing to remember up to this point is that we up up until this been doing it completely on our own our only experience is the experience we have as four people and so basically it's based on YouTube and whatever we can find and now we're into a, a more structured environment where yep. um, these guys kind of least are saying they know what they're talking about and they do know what they're talking about but mm. with there's all these rules to learn you know contest yeah. culture and stuff like that we really have coach as well yeah we're to coach we really have no understanding at all about that we've been going yeah. blind making unwise decision on <laughs> unwise decision Very unwise. for, Very for unwise. a long time <laughs> and so we start in 2013 there's, there's got to be a parody song we can work on one yeah so we started in 2013 and yeah a whole bunch of changes happen and it's a bit of a shock and yeah maybe shock you can kind of talk us through how that you kind of went. Yeah, uh, I mean, the start of it for me, the first thing that comes to mind is um, getting coached by Wally. Mm-hmm. Oh, Wally. 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 Great. Dear Wally. Very um, wise. Very, very wise. <laughs> that was not unwise. <laughs> and yeah, the, the first regional comp in Toowoomba where um, Wally was all about performance, performance, performance. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and this is good. Uh, <laughs> like, you wanted to tell me what the song was because I can't remember it. Uh, but basically, our first comp out on stage ended up. When your baby smiles at me. My baby smiles at me ended up with Gareth and I tackling one another to the ground nice. on stage okay. in the middle of a in the middle of a song. Okay. Uh, and that's, I, that's wise. I mean, and this this was considered right. a bit right. Like, yeah, yeah. This yeah. Was, a bit this of stick. Yeah, 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 a bit yeah. of yeah. stick. And like, I don't know. To, to kind of just get out there and and do that was. I don't know, it certainly might have made an impact, Very I guess. Very <laughs> but it was, yes, yet another unwise decision to add to our, uh, add to our book. He was pretty sure he wanted us to be a comedy quartet. <laughs> yeah, he so, was. So when, when did he you was. start to um, feel empowered and say, okay, well, that's one option. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is another option over here. We had 20 minutes yeah. <laughs> As soon as we came on stage, no, we're not doing that again. Yeah. Witnessing yeah. the well, abject horror of the judges' faces, <laughs> thinking that we actually were fighting on stage or something. Um, of which one was you, I think, Richard. Yeah, I think you were. Oh, oh, you're welcome. Richard. Well, well. We need help. Have to go back to the notes and see. But yeah, it was, it was, it was good. And I, don't know, I would just remember Wally being uh, in our faces, coaching us, like doing walk-ons and walk-offs over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, and some of that stuff was foundational, I yeah, think. And like it was really, really yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, so. It was a, certainly Alliance was there to judge in 2012. I think you're talking about 2013. Yeah, 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 you, yeah you guys yeah, were there. Was, okay. yeah, that, yeah. Like, that whole year, and we'll probably talk about the contest in, the, in a couple of minutes as well, but that whole year was, was very formative because 
as um sorry, Michael's just doing some dribbling some cream things. again. Yeah, showing <laughs> cream. Yeah. <laughs> um, we <laughs> we we had gone and got this coaching from Wally and a little bit from uh, yourself and um, Jim DeBusman coached us a couple of times. Yeah, I got a fat out on that. Yep, down yeah, down Um, like there were all these different coaches. We did like a little path swap as well, which Michael referenced before, yeah. like really early in the year. That was probably. That was John Albertini. I think that was more of a chorus based decision for him than I remember John looking me in the eye and saying, Michael, you're not a bass. You're singing baritone. <laughs> <laughs> my, whole, my whole world just collapsed so, around me. Because yeah. he wanted became, to be Jeff Oxley. I became a lost soul. <laughs> but we yeah. came good. Tim, it was, Tim, Tim was. Tim goes all right. Yeah, he goes all right. It was, um, yeah, it was, it was a huge year. And I won't talk about the contest. Specifically, I think someone else can can do that. But coming into where would it have been Perth? Mm. Yeah, Perth we were like we were like absolutely overstimulated by all this barbershop stuff, mm-hmm. rehearsing all the time, singing cool. all the time. It was an awesome time for us, but we were just like met with not necessarily shock, as in like disappointment, but we were just always just learning something, and there was always like a big like oh. We didn't know that. Oh, around every corner. Around was every corner. Yeah. And maybe one of you guys can talk about the contest. But going over to Perth, I think we were so pumped up for that. And that was really our first kind of big Because you spent a, a 10 and 11 sort of out of barbershop, so you didn't come to the Brizzy convention. Uh, 11, 12. Then, we were in school 10 and then Right, 11, 11 12, 12 out. Yeah. And then, yeah, so your first convention was 13. Okay, Yeah, right. it was 13. And going up to that in what would have been October was, was huge. It was a massive year. We were singing all the time. And then... Um, yeah, flying over to Perth was probably our first big thing. Awesome. And very formative. But you felt positive about that or you didn't quite know what to feel or I think we had no idea what yeah, we were right. doing. Yep. We were just along for the ride. Yeah, cool. I think. I remember sitting in the, the youth chorus comp and the festival statesman. I just remember sitting there and thinking this is just an all singing, all dancing backflip extravaganza. Like what the heck <laughs> is going on here? I think there were actually backflips or cartwheels. Yeah. And it was just it was like, what is this? It's crazy. That's awesome. Um, I'm gonna suggest uh, to John O'Blow that's the new name of the festivals. <laughs> what is it? Yeah. The all singing, all all, all dancing back flip <laughs> extravaganza. That is yeah. seriously yeah, good. Yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah and you can have that one. And like the other thing to mention too, it's our, it's our first experience or exposure to all the bulb shop in Australia. Mm-hmm. Up until this point, we've seen a couple of choruses in Queensland, the yep. Blenders, us, maybe another quartet or two, but nothing in nothing in Perth, nothing in South Australia, nothing anywhere else. Yeah, okay. Oh, that's great. So you got to, yeah, to see the rest of Barbershop. And so um, what do you remember? Was it a little bit of a blur, your, your competition in, in uh, Perth, like the first time on stage and... You know, was it was it was it fun or was it all just yeah, too, too um, much to remember? Um, I think that it was um, it was a really pleasant experience for us. It was something that we 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 enjoyed, um, and that um, we were stoked to have made like the to have gotten into the top ten. Yep. You know, we were stoked to have gotten um, uh, like a, a medal in the youth quartet competition. Yep. Um, it was the uh, Musical Island boys were there that year, and yep. so we kind of interacted with them and um, and got some coaching from um, from Matt, which was really wonderful for us. Yep. And I think um, that talk talking about the uh, everything being new and kind of us sort of being dropped in as a unit mm. into this world of barbershop is very um, is very thematic of our just of our whole barbershop identities is very much a. Um, like we're processing things as a unit on our own and then coming, I suppose, in and out in some senses of that barbershop culture. Like it always very much felt like 
we were blindside as a part of the blenders rather than say like Tim, Trent, myself and like like individual members in like um, I think we've always kind of moved as a unit mm. um, that's been something which has been um, probably the thing at least for myself like going through all these experiences that we're sort of talking about the the primary thing has been the people mm. um, for me mm. um, less, less, less so the music although you know you wouldn't be doing this particular activity if you didn't enjoy it as well mm. but it's the fact that we were doing it together and in some ways coming back together in 2013 um, for myself was more of an excuse of like great let's hang out with these guys mm. because every Monday night we drive down from North Brisbane like oh, down to the Gold Coast we'd get away. McDonald's twice every trip we'd be leaving um, the metabolisms were better then that's yeah. it we'd be leaving this hall down um, in the Gold Coast at like one in the morning, one in the morning two wow. in the morning like every like every week very unwise and that's what Barbershop was for us was like screaming our guts out for yeah. like yeah four hours after everyone else has left. And that shows in the songs that we sung in that, in that first <laughs> in that period. Yeah. And we did two Max Q numbers and some tried to post. And we always give Trent a lot of grief because at the very end of... You were so beautiful. Yeah. He warbled on his last night, note and yeah. for whatever reason, that's he hasn't been able to shake that ever. So wow. there's lots of like... Yeah. Each contest has its own little set of fun stories that we yeah. all hark back to it whenever exactly. we try and remember them. Um, so much more to talk about. Let's just um, mm. get you know stuck into the heart of the matter, I guess. To, um, talk to us about your the musical journey, the the songs you've chosen, and you know I guess this is you know we can come back to some of the detail. But um, you, I know uh, I scored you guys an eighty three in uh, when you sang. You weren't competing because you mm. were the reigning champs, but yeah. that was in Hobart. Yeah, that was Hobart, our most yeah. recent twenty nineteen. Yeah, um, and yeah. that's. Uh, that's you know comfortably in the A level, and uh, so you, you know you've you've started off well and have gone yeah. into the to the comfortably into the A level. Um, yeah, just talk to us about that. Where you know you, you've been f fairly um, uh, humble, I guess, and self-deprecating in some of your descriptions about the the early days, but you've had a pretty impressive journey. Uh, yeah, I I won't talk so much about the music. I think it's probably just our identity over that that time frame has obviously been shaped. I think. To go back on the timeline a little bit, we went to New Zealand in 2014 mm. and and had kind of worked out that we're like a high energy type group yep. at that that point and had kind of ditched the comedy stuff and that was that was working better. That was wise. Um, that was <laughs> wise. Um, and so we had a really good time in New Zealand and then over the next couple of years, we started to sing some more original stuff that Michael had arranged. Yep. And I probably won't talk about like the musical mechanism so much. I'll leave that for somebody else. But kind of just having some stuff that was ours really helped. Um, mm -hmm. Stuff that we were comfortable with, that it had our ranges kind of factored in. Um, stylistically, we were able to kind of make some choices that were more um, in line with who we were. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so that was quite organic, is what you're saying. It was a it was a fairly easy choice not to be a comedy quartet, and you you gravitated. Yeah fairly easily towards what, what you would become. It sounds like it's all pretty yeah. organic. Yeah. I think we gravitated towards, if I arrange something, I desperately <coughs> want these guys to sing it. <laughs> yeah. And I push and push and push and push and push. And they'd eventually relent. And they'd eventually relent in that kind of. Yeah. And I think singing original stuff yeah. gave us a bit of an edge. But we worked hard, like in going back to Hobart, yeah. we worked yeah. a lot of quantity, quantity mm -hmm. of time, not yeah. necessarily quality, yeah. but... We worked hard, especially for the internationals. Yeah, we yeah. Before, sort of before Pittsburgh was like three nights a yeah, week like, yeah. for two hours. And I don't know if that was... <laughs> I joke saying it was very unwise, yeah. but yeah. I think over the... How long were we doing this? Oh, 10 years, something like that? Yeah, decade, yeah. Something like that. I think we've learned that the 
smarter, not harder, or even just not at all and maybe enjoying it's probably mm. a wiser choice than actually kind of grinding away and not really... I don't it know. took us a long time to figure out who we were and how to do it well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like sincerely wanting to do it well. Um, and I think in some ways, uh, like, like Australia's natural isolation, even sort of Brisbane's, you know, isolation from like the, from the rest of um, barbershop culture meant that that theme of us kind of being children of the internet, of being sort of like, it has kind of continued throughout our whole journey of kind of us doing stuff. Um, mostly self-coaching, mostly self-teaching with various coaches coming in and having big influences on us over that period of time. So there would be people like Jono who were, who were really um, formative for us. But, um, there, there was people like Matt Gifford who were really important to us as well. Wally Coe. Marty Lovick. Um, Marty Lovick. Yeah, the overseas um, crew. Like, yeah. Just to touch on, we dealt with a few trips. We, we hooked yeah. up with some of the TNL guys from yeah. the Northern Lights because of their trips to Australia, uh-huh. having judged here. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, Jordan Travis and Steve Armstrong. Steve Armstrong. And then Marty Lovick and Wally, obviously. And, and, and John. And John as well. John Neal. John yeah. Neal yeah. in Vancouver. Yeah. And, and all of those guys really, very much just encouraged us to, to be ourselves. And if I was to put a few words to it, I'm sure we'd have other words. It'd be that kind of high energy, um, you know, quite heartfelt, genuine, not necessarily kind of crooners. But just trying to be us on stage. To, yeah, just trying to be us on stage. Right. And um, that's kind of influenced, you know, what we like as well because you find out that what you're good at, you actually like more. Yeah. And, and it works the other way as well. Um, and then having probably Michael kind of get better and better at crafting his arrangements and also pumping them out with greater regularity um, and consistency has meant yeah. that our, um, our music's kind of taken off probably the last, yeah, four four or so. And we've needed different coaches at different stages of our quartet life, I think. Um, you know, some like different people have brought something different to us at every because t- I think we were quite lost for a lot of for a lot of those years trying to figure out who we were. Mm. Um, and trying to um, have somebody who would tell us who we were. It took us a while to realize that we couldn't just be told. We we had to find it ourselves. And there's never been a silver bullet either. It's Correct. never been a you know, it's this. Mm. It's never been a, it's this. It's, yeah. it's just, and like we've changed too as well over the last four, you know, four or five years. Like, well, five years ago, two of us got married. Um, now one of us has a, has a child. And that, and that, and all of that stuff influences the quartet too. Perhaps not directly spoken, but indirectly. Absolutely. And how we feel about what we're doing and how we feel about the song choices we make. So mm-hmm. there's so many different parts to it. And I think, probably my overall take is that it's never been a one thing it's just been kind of getting to know ourselves better getting to know our music better and then having the arrangements too mm-hmm. which we i don't know if we talk about that but having that has been huge it's been a huge you know kick and boost for us let's let's transition to that i just want to summarize what you absolute gold you just mentioned which is um you know it's, it's invaluable to have coaches that really work for you and from what you're saying from your from your journey you know i guess be be uh, be open and honest with yourselves about whether you know the coaching is working and gravitate to one to, towards the ones that do and they've been really influential. But I love that you hit the nail on the head with um, you, you can't you you can't um, uh, sort of be told necessarily what your quartet identity is. It's, you you've got to find it uh, yeah. yourselves. I thought that was really good. I remember people saying to us. Um, People just love you guys as a group. Like yeah. they, they love the banter between songs and everything. Yes. Yeah. So and you just need to put that into your 
into your music. Yep. You need to put your show sets into your comp sets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's, it's like, and you could feel it when we went to comp songs, we would switch into this kind of, yeah. this is what barbershop's More supposed rigid. to be yeah. type thing. And it was, I don't know, I don't know how even break out of that but yeah well you even see that really commonly in, in any comp set from so many groups where they they're relaxed when they're acknowledging the audience and then they stiffen up in their performance <laughs> yes. and, and i'm performing and i'm finished oh hi everyone it's so nice to be here yeah, yeah. and now i'm performing again yeah it's yeah, yeah. Yes. we've been very guilty of that where for a long time yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that that was that was tough and it's probably something that we've only really become more comfortable with only in the last couple of years yeah. uh, that we had been kind of competing. Mm. Yeah. I remember, this complete aside, but oh, you just know. mentioned Steve Armstrong. I was like, I remember this. Uh, Story time. When was the last <laughs> time we went to America? Uh, 17. That one. I remember we finished singing in that one. We got third. Yeah, I we think. came third there. Yeah. And I remember Steve Armstrong being like, what are you going to do now? Because that was the last, before old man Trent aged out, that was our last youth comp. Um, he is old. And he he's like very old, very, very old. Haggard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I remember, I remember kind of, because we, I mean, we were thrilled to be able to be in America and, and to sing, and it would have been great to win, but yeah. that's totally fine. And yeah. I remember, I think he was just kind of asking, like, are you going to stay together or not? Yeah, and I kind of remember going, oh, look, we'll just see, like, yeah. you know, we'll go back to Australia and... I think we were planning on getting married. Oh, we were married at that point. It was kind of just figuring it out. To yeah. different people. To different people, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember, I remember Steve Armstrong just saying, be really careful, because he was like... I remember him saying, you've got something good here, yeah. and to find three other people who you enjoy being with, yeah. even more so than whether you can sing well or not, yes. is like, that's something that you don't throw away lightly. It sounds like... I remember that really, that, that really impacting That's me. awesome. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Um, we, very, very we do call him the general because yeah. he's um, uh, part of the Salvation Army. So we call him yeah. the general. And he's general. very astute. Yeah, he's he is very astute. Okay. He knows what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> Current uh, uh, chair of the uh, SCJC, of course. DHS. Yeah. Very wise man. Very wise man. Mm. Very wise. Very wise. Very wise. It's never wise. Wise, wise decision. He's done, right. done a few good things. Not not he does have, have, has done some good things. Yeah. Um, and so even though, you know, we can never see the wood for the trees ourselves by definition because, you know, we're, we're, we're in it, um, it sounds like you, you have always appreciated that, Michael, what you were just saying, that, you know, your friends and, you know, it's other quartets sort of come together and break up for a variety of reasons and you, you, you value it's sort of a combination of good luck and good management that you found each other and you've enjoyed staying together. Yeah, I would Good luck. I, I, think, <laughs> um, I think as well, we would have kind of, especially over the pandemic, we've been thinking about what we're, well, maybe not over the pandemic, but the past couple of years, we think about what we're doing um, and where we want to be and what we want to do. And I think I can speak for most of us when <laughs> I we can, say... We can cut this out. No, it's like, <laughs> I imagine that I will be in blindside until I die. Wow, And we'll amazing. just be like, we'll probably just take a break for 10 years and then one year we'll be like, oh, hey, let's... How about we do this again? Just yeah. give we'll this come a crack and then we'll be done. Sing in the seniors. Come back and win the seniors. <laughs> another 10, 15 yeah. years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The competition yeah. might be really <laughs> stiff in seniors by that point. Like, who <laughs> <laughs> guarantees that? And that's what Gareth was saying before. Was that we've always kind of been our own little entity, for better or for possibly worse, I don't yeah, know, within yeah. BHA. Yeah. Um, that we've kind of we've just as long as you know what if if the whole if the whole of BHA folds for whatever reason or something, it's like yeah. well you know what I'll still hang out with these guys. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, without getting too distracted, certainly a few people have said that you know with COVID and no conventions and you know various other you know happenings around the world of barbershop, 
um, you know, people have made the, the observation of regardless what happens to the organisations, mm. barbershop will continue because yeah. we just love seeing it. Mm. Uh, so, you know, just, just as an aside there. So, yeah, um, tease that out a bit more because I'm sure the listeners would love to know, yeah, what you've been up to in these past, you know, since Hobart in 19. It's, you know, getting on, it's, you know, 18 months now. So. I'll just speak for me because yeah. I don't think we've actually done that much in the last year or so. So it might just be good individually. Um, in the last little while, I've... Um, I've been still conducting Just the Just do your private whispers into the microphone, if you could, please. <laughs> um, they're private whispers because they're none of your business. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And none um, of yours either, that's not. Calling it out. There goes his next um, invitation to Good Morning yeah. BHA. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been trying to manage things um, within the Salvation Army with my responsibilities there with pandemic, and a lot of that it's in a creative space as well. So it's probably not too dissimilar to choruses or quartets, trying to work out how certain community groups kind of function while isolated. Mm. Um, and then work's kind of kicked off as well, and my role at Scout, um, doing a little bit of study on the side, and um, yeah, some good things blossoming, you know, personal level relationships and stuff like that too. So, it, but for, for me, like with the quartet though, we, we, haven't, we haven't done that much. Yeah. So. I, I would I would hazard a guess that we've probably seen each other maybe half a dozen to a dozen times over the last twelve months, which is not a lot. Well, it's certainly every time I've contacted you over the last eight months, you've gone, "Oh, I'm not sure when we're getting together. Check back with me in two or three months." Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like that. So it would be closer to half dozen than a dozen. Yeah, probably, and and that's been me, and yeah, I probably wouldn't. Yeah, have it the majority of those catch ups have just been. Catching talking, up, talking absolute rubbish, having so, tea and conflicts. Yeah, yeah. conflicts. What's yeah. interesting? I don't know if this is interesting or not. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> what's interesting to me is that somebody else previously talk? before the pandemic, <laughs> when we get together, it's been we've got a comp coming up, or we're doing it, we're rehearsing for this, so we're going to do this song and this song. Yeah, and in the, I don't know if it's pandemic inspired or whether it's just we're just at a different kind of stage in our lives, yeah. but. The past couple of times we've met up, other than Talk Smack, mm. we've just sung tags. Mm-hmm. We haven't sung a single song. And we, Blindside, would never just We're not, sing a, tagging it. We're not a tagging quartet. Yep. And yeah. so what's interesting is over the past 12 months, that's all we've done. And I think it's just because it's, I easy. don't know. Yeah, well, it's easy and accessible. And it, we're kind of not at this point where we're like... But it's not, we're, because we're not like aggressive... We're not, we don't have those aggressive targets. It's kind of nice just to be like, hey, it's lovely to see you guys. We can sing something right now. Yeah. I don't know. I've, I've really enjoyed it. I think great. the goal for us will be to, to try to cultivate like a blindside family kind of thing. Like, yeah. you know, where we're able to get together primarily for a barbecue and then we might slink away at some point, you know, and, um, and leave, the, leave the wags there for a mm. period of time to mm. interact mm. and the children. Um, the child. And um, the child currently. Um, and you know we go off and do a bit of our own thing. I, I think that's probably for us re- trying to think about sustainability um, through the rest of our through the rest Certainly of our lives. The cortex yeah. that we, we talk to who've been successful with families. That's exactly how they've done yep. it. Um, they've they've been, you know the, the families have, have almost been as much of a part of the quartet yep. as the quartet members themselves. It's been you know a very large quartet. Four of them sing together. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. Damn you, aviation base. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I, would, I would commend that to you from what I hear of other success stories. It sounds like that's the way to go. Um, so, uh, yeah, so much more to talk about. Uh, There's been gold so far. Um, talk, talk about the improvement, if you would, please, uh, trying to fight your, your, uh, your, your humility. Um, has it been an organic process? I mean, you mentioned you worked really hard. Uh, tell us about that and, and some of the... Were they... Were they 
you know, were some of them big breakthroughs or have they mostly just been little, you know, onion skin on top of onion skin? I think at the start we, we progressed pretty quickly in terms of scores. Yep. And we got to 78, 79 pretty quickly. I think you went from, from listening to our last podcast, I think you, you started off at a 70 and then the next year you were 75. So yeah. you're already sort of leapfrogging. <laughs> yeah, so you went sort of quickly up to that 78 mark. And interestingly, listening back to that, oh, yeah. you had got to that sort of, I think, 78, 79, maybe 80 mark. And we were talking, this was 18. So that so you actually made a huge, mm-hmm. uh, certainly in my judging yeah. opinion, yep. between that, just in that next 12 yeah. months. So go, talk more about that. Yeah, and, and then it just kind of, I just associated that with the quartet really strongly for like two or three years mm. and kind of, I, we just couldn't. Yeah, we were a 79 quartet. Like P- Pittsburgh, Nashville, Vegas, it was just like 79, 79, 79. Right, yeah. Um, I think we did get an 80 something. We, we one got, of those yeah, times. yeah, we got an 80 oh, in, that's um, right. in, in the, Vegas. Yeah. Interestingly, and in, just a side note, it was not in the used contest, it was in the open contest. Because you came 22nd, or did you come 21st? Yes. Yeah, you're, you're almost the mic test. Yeah. I mean, that's Yeah, we, were, we, had the, we had the same score as the 21st people, but they had um, their score was better in singing, and yeah. our score was better in music. So that, yeah. I, I find that interesting. Which is fun. Because it's <laughs> one, that, one was the one that we really wanted. Like the, the contest we really wanted to be in, the other one was almost a throwaway. Which was we the did well, Doesn't the, that come back we, to the relaxed nature yeah, of the yeah, performance? We yeah. did better in the throwaway. Yeah, significantly That's so often yeah. the case. So, yeah, um, hear stories from uh, real time, and the guys talking about their um, third set um, was the one they, I think their first year, they didn't expect to get 04. They didn't expect to get in the final. Mm. So, they, you know, they worked on four songs and got in the final and just, you know, what, what two other songs do we know? And that was their highest scoring set yeah, because yeah. they were so relaxed and nothing mattered and yeah. That actually was also indicative of a lot of our um, competition experience that um, a lot of the yeah. time we would have, we, we, we would, yeah, we would come in with um, one set that was, we'd worked on and then like some other, we had like often like a little bank of songs that we would just select yep, almost yeah. almost in the moment. <laughs> yeah. Like, so like, as, like as absolutely late as possible yeah. Yeah, for yeah. our second set. Yeah. And that w- those would always be our better scoring sets. Yeah, right. But I think we had a series of little watershed moments. Like our most recent one would have been working with Steve Scott. Mm. Um, yes. that, that was probably the biggest thing for us. Um, probably for the first time really finding our voices. Yeah. Um, I, I know that's very, very much true for myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but you know, there were other. So unpack that a bit for us. Um, I think um, we find, finding a coach is as much about like finding the right like like interpersonal fit as it is yep. anything else. Technical you know? expertise. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the. Um, it's the same for um, lots of sort of therapeutic relationships that you can see like in other areas in, in literature, like in a, it, with a psychologist's um, particular interventions that they do matter far less than the relationship that you have between yes. the clinician and the patient. And in some ways, like, like a coach um, and, the, and the musician in that moment is in some ways that way. Yep. And, so, um, and so it's finding the, the person who can happen to say, Probably exactly the same thing as everybody else, but in just the right way that it suddenly drops, like it makes kind of that that right. th- that thirty centimeter drop from your head to your heart, mm-hmm. like, and then it makes sense oh, and it's real. See, this is more um, gold right there. Yeah. yeah, I like that. And interestingly, yeah. of all the coaches we work with, from my observation anyway, Steve's been the one who's taken the most out of our actual voices and extracting yes. that the most. 
which isn't true necessarily of barbershop in general, which tends to try to like cookie cut people. It's like, oh, let's look at other champions who we can try to emulate. Let's try to. Um, Excuse you know. me, ladies and gentlemen. There's clearly an air show in Ipswich today. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I, that or we're being invaded. Let's hope it's the former. Like yeah. So normally, like a lot of coaches would come in with a preconceived idea of what a good quartet would sound like, and yeah. that wasn't what we sounded like. Yeah. And I think um, little bit by little bit, we found other coaches. You know, people like John um, and like Marty Lovick and some of those guys, like like John Neal, Marty Lovick, some of those guys. Like yeah. uh, Jordan Travis started drawing some of that out of us as well. But that's Steve pretty Scott, exciting most, so. to be working with some of these the best coaches in the world. Yeah. That's pretty great. Um, and I think it was it was probably maybe that last time with Steve where I think probably we really fell into that idea of like the way that we sing is okay. I think it took us a long time to realise that it wasn't an embarrassing thing to be Australian, that it, that we didn't have to sing like Americans, yeah. um, and that actually ended up doing disservice to our natural voices. Yeah, wow. Um, that trying to do all those various schwas and stuff that people talk like trying to do mouth shapes, all those things ended up being really unhelpful. Well, it was as recent as the mid two thousands, like yes. two thousand and five, and even like you know to two thousand and ten. Where there were literal mouth-shaped charts, yeah. like this yeah. is what your lips look like when you sing an E, and talk about stuck in the mechanical. School. Yeah, 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 and it, and, it to- and it totally missed the point. Yeah, and I think for us it was um, uh, really realizing that we were okay, and that our our individual voices weren't deficient, and that um, yeah, that that we that we ourselves had something to offer outside of what we could replicate. That's awesome. Um, and I think that was that was very recent. It's probably the last serious singing we've ever done too in that room in Hobart. Yeah. Uh, what would that have been eighteen months ago? So yeah. the whole world fell apart, and we're like, okay, yeah. that was fun. <laughs> Are those things linked? Maybe. <laughs> you can't prove they're not. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So talk to us about the evolution of of your stage energy, your time on stage, because every quartet learns about each other and how you interact, etc. Because, so go ahead. Oh man, okay. I've, well, to be honest, I've been. Oh, actually, I've been very thankful uh, for these other three guys who have the ability to uh, manage. A stage performance and but you're like manage you <laughs> well and manage me as well that's probably what i'm most thankful for but um yeah just lots of the kind of the the comedy and um good interaction off the cuff stuff and uh, i mean i enjoy having the, the the amount of laughs that we have on stage between songs that's probably one of the most um one of the best parts um but yeah, I you might you might have noticed, might not have noticed. I don't say a lot on stage, um, and I'm very. But happy. G, you seem good. Appreciate <laughs> <laughs> that. Um, I'm more than happy to leave it to these guys to do that. Um, so yeah, I, I sometimes feel a little bit like an audience member up on stage next to them, and I just like I just get to enjoy the the funny stuff they do. So the work the work that that you did, you know, that the hours of coaching uh, was that. I mean, you mentioned Marty Lovick, so clearly that was holistic. Um, mm. You know, was there much about your, basically your stage chemistry, or was that organic and you worked on other stuff? I would say the latter. Yep. Mm. Um, I think what Tim was saying before about when you work with coaches, you just want a silver bullet. 
Yeah. And, you, and I'm guilty of this the most. Yeah. I'm just like, guys, if we just do this one thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. We'll be the best in the world. <laughs> but it never ends up like that. Yeah. Um, and so I think if you, if even, even on a podcast like this, it's like, well, what can we learn from hearing people speak? It's like, I don't think there is a silver bullet. I think it's a long, painful, fun. But that's the most, uh, that's the best advice there is, that there is no silver bullet. Yeah. yeah. So when it's like, well, what did you take from your coaching session with Marty? It's like, I don't know, but I had a really good time singing and it felt good. Yeah. You know, and maybe I don't have the, yeah, maybe I don't have the cognitive you ability left a bit to process in the jar, it. Mate, a little bit more in the corner there. <laughs> Sorry, bucket chat. <laughs> Different podcast. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, because there's no silver bullet, all these experiences that we've had are all cumulative and they all yeah. add up to just little things that we probably do subconsciously that we incorporate. Yeah. yeah. Like, when we get on stage, there's not a lot of thinking up, okay, I need to be doing this, need to be doing that, need to be doing this. Yeah. It's just, we just have, no, that's awesome. the more you do something, the, the better you get sort of, those yeah. grooves it took us well. a long time to get there though because yeah. we're very um, uh, often too much in our own heads as a quartet yeah. Yeah. Um, spent a lot of time like sort of thinking about thinking um, uh, yeah yeah. The looking for silver bullets was, was something that um, it took us if only we'd spend all the time we spent looking for yeah. silver bullets oh, on other things very we'd be so much better now yeah. <laughs> but, but that was years yeah <laughs> like it was it was years of looking for it and if someone tells us there's a silver, silver bullet out there we'll go find it yeah we're we'll we always gullible enough for yeah. I reckon Steve's got one hidden away somewhere <laughs> <laughs> I remember Trent telling me when we met Vocal Spectrum when they were in Australia Trent was like oh how did you guys get so good or something along the lines of that and Dobby was just like oh we just sung together lots. <laughs> and Trent was being like oh dang it like that you just you just do it lots and yes. you get better and you just enjoy it if only we had more days yeah. Apparently, they, they went to university together and just Yeah, they sang every day. Really? They, a number of them. And they were great singers. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, and that's, I think, something that we neglected for a long time is that um, the first year. Oh, this isn't a good confession. But, but, <laughs> but, like, the first year that I practiced my singing, like, properly thinking. <laughs> Like doing singing practice was before Hobart, <laughs> was before 2019. Like as in, like like we would we would do lots of time, like together working as a quartet, but often neglected our individual voices for the unit. Like just like we didn't spend time trying to become just better singers, better users of the instrument that we had, yeah. um, and. I think that was probably the most stark bit of feedback I ended up getting from different people is that there seemed to be a like a quite a tangible difference, like even in my own singing for between between like the twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen, mm. um, and then I was rather ashamed to then realise it's like oh actually I've just just because I practiced. practiced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, man, you're better this time. Oh, yeah, I practiced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the first time. Just did that individual hard work, which yeah. I think. Um, you know, we worked very hard together as a unit and that wasn't necessarily always our best spent time. So, so just briefly summarise the practice for us because, you know, I think a lot of barbershoppers um, may not know where to start or they, you know, may kind of take a scattergun yeah. approach and some of it's useful. Mm. What have been... I know yeah. everyone is yeah. different, but good singing is good yeah. singing, so... Just for me individually, um, it came from um, starting to have... Uh, voice lessons yeah um, and I started having those probably uh, probably properly with um, 
in 2018, yeah. 2017, end of 2017, started 2018 with, with John Newell. Yeah. Um, and that was the first time I kind of did that and did that over Skype and then just going through, just having somebody listening Fantastic. to your singing and then practicing and trying to work on the things that they're identifying are patterns. Um, yeah, nice. Yeah, and then the same thing ended up persisting with um, Steve Scott. So where, you know, I'd maybe every three weeks, every four weeks, I'd have a... Actually, probably more frequently than that when we'd be leading up to competitions, have a lesson with him. I know for an I hour. I jumped in and did lessons with yep. you. Yeah, sometimes well. we did lessons together. Did, so yeah, we'd have Steve Scott, just um, Tim and I, and that was probably that was fun. That was big, I think, for us coming together yep. closer together as voices. When was all that? Um, that oh, in the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah. So that was since Hobart or up to the Hobart? Uh, before up to Hobart. just before. Hobart. Hobart. I wonder whether I wonder whether that was the difference because you were you you got quickly to a very good stage of that sort of seventy nine mark. Yeah. And then it sounds like you actually just did some, you know, hard work individually, and that was the difference. Was the individual stuff? Yeah. I think that we'd um, we'd gone as far as the sum of the parts could take us, um, and then we needed to In just improve the parts. Anyway. I understand. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Yeah. 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 The just on a few things that we've done as a quartet too, which may or may not be helpful. We've done lots of different kind of like routines or techniques or whatever. A lot of it's been just. As you would have done too, Richard, just recording stuff, particularly coming into contest, yep. videoing it, watching yep. it back, not necessarily saying a lot, yep. doing it again, just trying to get a feel for what we are actually presenting and how we're sounding on stage. I'm really pleased to hear you say that because I, I think some of your staging um, sort of blended into choreography, you know, like what you do physically on stage is very impressive and it, it looks, um, I want to be very careful what I say here, it looks... Uh, um, prepared without being mechanical is yeah. what I'm saying like you, you've clearly got a plan yeah. but you're not going you know arm comes up to 45 like all that sort of stuff it's just it's 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 choreo the way it should be done it's a bit of trial and error it's a bit of working out what we like and what we don't like and, yeah. we, and we when it works best we don't actually talk a lot about it it actually works worse when we do a big kind of debrief right after every, yep. yeah I think it's a lot better when we just kind of just play it take a few notes yep. maybe have a chat with someone next to you about something that you want to do with them yep. and leave it there um, yeah. The other thing that was that was pretty formative for us in the first few years, just to try and get some better luck, was just to, yeah. you know, sing chord by chord, like sing up until a certain point of the song on a certain chord, put a fermata or a pause or whatever you want to call it on it. Fermata, nice. Yes. Must be nice. Look at that education coming in. La di da. Sorry, just to stop, a stop on a certain chord. Sorry, I'll use barbershop language. Stop on a certain chord and just and just try to get every chord just sounding tuneful. And we yeah, wouldn't nice. necessarily do that for the whole song. Yeah, we would just maybe do that for a verse. So, so, so blocking, just go chord, yeah, yeah. block chord, next chord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good one. that's what. First really time we did that was in after New Zealand with George yeah. Travis, and then that that was one of the tools that probably stayed. And we just with and us. we just kept doing that. Um, we we've done a lot of in recent times uh, unison singing just singing oh, the lead part together yes yeah, awesome. um, and then breaking off into parts from that just a few little tools and techniques if there's any other ones there might be some more how visual. much of that do you find tedious but you acknowledge you have to do it and how much of it you find different but quite fun for example the unison stuff some might find a bit boring whereas if you break off and do yeah do you know do duets or, or trios like oh you know that's that's it. That's it, it, it's enjoyable, even though it's different. It's really hard to yeah. try and find something that works for everyone because yeah. there's stuff that I hate. Because you hate unison singing. I don't like unison singing, um, but I think it is really effective. It, it yeah, <laughs> I, just as much as I don't like it, it's still effective. And convert like on another side of the coin, I probably prefer duet singing a lot. 
or in kind of maybe doing more block chords and some people or some of the guys might after a while just say like that's that's boring and yes. we don't want to do that so it's it can be quite hard and it might depend on what issues you're having with a certain song um where can i put this yeah. <laughs> it's just, just more teacher yeah. um, it probably depends on where you where and what you're performing or what you're practicing for um yes. whether it's a contest or a show or at what stage the song is and you've really got to i guess be careful with that too um and other guys can it's, speak on this as to how you balance that because if you don't get it right or you or you just kind of blast through with duetting or unison stuff then it can kind of be a bit disconnecting for everybody one of the biggest things i think that has kept us together has come like, like uh, but mismanagement of this had been the closest to when we'd been falling apart other times was us just not being cognizant of one another's needs mm. like um uh, both real and perceived like in, like in the quartet and not yielding enough to one another um, so if it was just one person dict- like calling all the shots like we've never had a leader in the group um, and I don't think that um, that just we knowing ourselves probably would have um, tolerated that yeah yeah, yeah t- tolerated like tolerated that well l- probably less than that would have thrived in that way sure, just being worked. just being told what to do being directed what to do um, and it's always been very collaborative so for example like and us yielding to the needs of one another so like Trent for example is quite different in many ways to a lot of us and we've probably come a lot closer to the way that Trent used to do things at the very start but like um, for us, probably that some of the closest that we'd ever come to breaking up was trying to shoehorn Trent into doing what we wanted him to do. Like the we being Mike, Tim, Mike, Tim, and I. Yeah. In the picture of what we thought a barbershop tenor was meant to try to be accomplishing. Or how um, to rehearse. Or how to rehearse. Yeah. All that stuff. Um, and for um, one of the most important things I think that would be a takeaway is just being really cognizant of the needs of the other members of your quartet. Um, because yeah, it's the people that's the most comp- important component of it, and that's um, going to get the furthest. As absolutely, well, how and it's only with happy and, and you know contented and engaged yeah. four people yeah. you get a successful quartet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and I and I would say that that our, like our way of dealing with Trent for a chunk of time was like was unkind. Oh well, wow. like, 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 and and well, unhelpful. Yeah, it's yeah, unhelpful. yeah. Because because it wasn't because it wasn't wise. It was, it was very unwise. <laughs> unkind, unhelpful, um, unwise. And, and that was some of the time in which we like we weren't in, just weren't improving. Yeah. And so we would latch on to, um, like some like whoever was feeling the most sort of certain and sure and like like in the group would latch onto an idea would latch onto their silver bullet that would bring us through yeah. and those were the times that we were the most silver bullet being Trent if you could just be better then you <laughs> yeah. know, the, yeah. whole, the whole thing would just be solved we might have said silver bullet, bullet. <laughs> silver no. bullet. Mike speaking of silver, silver bullets bullet. you love those do you want to do you want to carry on I do love a good old silver <laughs> bullet but I'm quickly learning there's not one out there I just something that just popped into my head was I just wanted to say that I loved the Hobart convention and I loved it because we didn't really have the pressure of competing yeah. but because because we have always kind of done our own thing I loved being there and being able to MC, even though we probably did it a little bit poorly sometimes I love being able to host the Bob Little Show just being able to be at the B&H yes. B- H phase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, oh, that is arguably the most uh. iconic piece of competition MC work in the history of Australian Barbershop the reason that was so <laughs> devastating is because like I was saying is that I had such a good time because sometimes I feel like we just do our own thing and and the BHA, I, the BHA doesn't get left behind, but we I don't think we're always 
That's so, not front of mind all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so to be able to spend a week going, okay, we will just do... Do you want us there to sing for this event? Yeah. Sure, we can do that. Yep, There's do you a want certain us... freedom and enjoyment of, of blocking out those, whatever, three or four days and just going... We will just go over yeah. where, where yeah. we're needed. And I remember Dan, Dan Milgate being like, oh, can you just introduce this quartet sure. for this thing? And yeah. I was like, I would love to totally. do that. Yeah. Because we have, we have Anything taken, you, taken a lot from the BHA, has given <laughs> yeah. us a lot. Yeah. And I don't think that maybe we always give as much back. So I love yeah. that. So that's why that wildfire thing was so devastating. Because I came on stage and I was like, I just wanted to be helpful. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just wanted and, this and, to be good. And maybe that small <laughs> small transgression has actually added to barbershop LRE law uh, more than you realise. Well, that's okay. Good times. Uh, back, just back on the rehearsing thing, yeah. one thing I just want to flag that, that might be helpful for people to understand, maybe they don't know looking at us, is that, you know, balance into rehearsing is important, but people need to understand too, we're actually very, very different people, all four of us. We're extremely different individuals. Mm. And so... Finding a rehearsal kind of uh, process that works for everyone is really, really hard. Can you just unpack that briefly? Like, what, what are, can you, can you each say, you know, one or two of the things where you thrive and one or two of your hot buttons? You've already uh, mentioned, um, you know, you, you only do unison singing because you, it's a, you know, sacrifice you're prepared to make. For oh, the yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not like throwing tantrum when we do it. It's just not something that. He just I climbs love. up onto his own little cross yeah. when we're about to do yeah. the unison singing. <laughs> <laughs> just like, don't worry, I will, t- I will take the burden. Yeah. I, um, I probably, from a rehearsal standpoint, I'll speak from that, I probably prefer something a bit more structured. And okay. order. Yep, good. Um, and probably a little bit more. We need to get this done than other people. But then, then but, sort of floating. And yeah, but, but yep. then the other thing that comes to mind too is that we all kind of counterbalance, and our personalities change in the group as well. Like sometimes mm. I'll do that because I might not feel it's it's being done, mm. and sometimes I'll be more relaxed because I feel like someone else might be going in too much. Is that so, one of the things, uh, Gareth, of how the group has become basically more mature, which is understandable as you go from, you know, 17 to 30, um, yeah. that um, you're just more aware of and you're, and you're more aware of yourself to take account. So, okay, you know, um, uh, um, uh, you know, Trent might say, okay, we've done enough of this, can we move on? And you might say, okay, I have had some fun here. Let's, yeah, let's go and do this. Just more yeah. give and take, basically. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, probably... Because a lot of that would come from just less insecure than we used to be. Yeah, right. You know, um, yeah. like like less less insecure, looking for the things that like like make us feel good mm. or make us feel safe and okay, um, and realizing that you know there's more than one way to skin a cat. You yeah. Know? yeah. A real um, oh, sorry. And more emotionally intelligent, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's been something that I think has just progressively been growing Fantastic. over that period of time. How do you think we will uh, wind up soon, A, because this is a, a good amount of time for the podcast, but also I know you guys have got another uh, appointment or, or commitment to get to. But um, before we sort of finish up with the last couple of uh, questions, what where do you see your music evolving? Uh, or is it sort of not easy to say, given you know, you... you you're in a different place now than you were 10 years ago, just in your lives and as human beings. Probably lots more hip hop and rap. I think yeah. it's big <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I like, I'm, I'm really into like that trap music, yeah. garage. The dubstep. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Dre. Which is I'm sure. It is a log- logical progression. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, but it's very unwise. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's where we'll leave it. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, yeah I, I, th- I, think for, I think for us, we're going to probably keep... Um, head, I think we found some certain stuff 
like in lead in leading into Hobart, like so that started to find a bit more of a um, progression, being less ashamed of our own voices, being less ashamed of being Australian and singing like Australians, mm-hmm. um, and in our own voices, and that's probably. I think where we're Did Hobart kind of headed. feel different to you or very? Not? Yeah. For, okay. for me personally, so you could tell that it was a high level performance. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's it exciting. Also, it's also the least amount we've rehearsed for any convention yeah, right. collectively. Yeah. yeah. So when you when you put something out that like that that feels that good and mm. then realize what you were actually doing beforehand, you do realize it's maybe a bit of a transformative kind of moment. Yeah. You're uh, seeing a sunshine region, I hope. No, you're not. No, oh, sad. Okay, sad time. Is that because one, one of you, one or more of you aren't around? Or? Yeah, I think yeah. I, I'm not around that weekend. Um, and you probably put in a video entry or something. Anyway, we could. Yeah, what we do. We scared of video entries. We, <laughs> <laughs> we, um, we we met a, a little while back, and it was by no means concrete. But I think we're going to look to do some recording stuff later in the year. Do it. Do an album. Maybe not an album, but maybe like a, you know, four, five, five, six kind awesome. of numbers. Awesome, yeah, do it. Four, five, six um, albums. Four, five, six albums. <laughs> Twelve volumes, baby. We haven't... 120 songs. We haven't mentioned it explicitly on the podcast, but there's a new baby in the, in the Blindside family too, um, little Hudson, and mm. there might be more family members coming, who knows. Um, so yes, it's a prego. That's fine. So That's yeah, so we. I, I didn't know. I didn't know it was public. So we'll say that. So there's, there's, a, there's a second blindsider coming coming Excellent. soon. So this year is going to be a little bit different because even though we've had um, marriages in the past, yeah. it's the first time we've got totally the little ones. Yeah. So we're probably adjusting to that, and it's probably not going to be a super pumped up, involved year. But if we can get some recording stuff done um, this year, that would be yeah. a, a huge thing for us, yeah. given where we were at sound wise. When we were last singing kind of quite seriously, mm. I think that's something that we'd really like to put on you. Yeah, no, I would very much commend that. And and as a as a fan, well, I'm sure all of, all of your fans would love to would love to uh, to receive that. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, given that you've enjoyed singing and you're hopefully looking to sing for the foreseeable future, mm. but you know when when the world gets back to normal, you're just just back on the horse. Yeah, hopefully, and you know maybe we pencil in a. Uh, if there is a normal, you know, a nationals and internationals in in twenty twenty two, you're you're on board. <laughs> Potentially, I yeah. think I think for us, like our goal is like going to be longevity. Yeah. Um, and to like squeeze and to like sort of squeeze it too much. You're almost going to take it easy. Yeah. yeah. Like there's yeah. no rush. Basically, correct. What you're saying because that was the thing for we've us. We've like injured ourselves as a quartet in the past, especially doing like America three years in a row. Let's go 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 go. Yeah, I right. think we've actually kind of like there was a point that we were kind of like, oh, this is a little bit less enjoyable than maybe it once was. Yeah, because well. we felt like the clock ticking. So I feel like the goal of longevity yeah. is a good... Well done, Gareth. Very <laughs> yeah. wise. Very wise. <laughs> and, if that's, and if that's how we end the, content, uh, the, the, the uh, interview with Gareth being wise, that's, uh, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll, I'll take it. Everyone's a winner. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's a winner. Well, uh, I, um, uh, I will finish up with my last question in a minute, but uh, any, um, any final thoughts or questions or observations from you guys after this no. excellent, very, very, very valuable uh, discussion with him? I just want to say to listeners, tea and pikelets have been on point. Richard's done a good job. How good are the tea and pikelets? Mm, wow. Angus and, and I'd like to extend an, informa- an invitation on behalf of Richard to all of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, he's hey, listen, <laughs> anyone who wants to take the trek <laughs> beyond the black stump to Ipswich, you are very welcome for tea yeah. and pikelets at just, my place anytime. Just bring a shit. If you want to talk barbershop, that is. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we've, we've partially touched on this, but uh, my favourite uh, question to end every podcast with is, 
what would 2021 blindside tell 2010 blindside? I don't know if 2010 blindside would listen. That's <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because because the stuff the stuff that we've learnt unfortunately is um has been. Well, fortunately, unfortunately, has, is just a product of, ex- it's, of experience. But if 2010 blinds on, I'd be like, stuff off. <laughs> I don't know if it's fair on 2010 blinds on. I think it's just... It's definitely fair on 2010, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I, think I, I agree. I, I think that that's probably a good good remark. I just think that everything we've learned... We, there's no way we could have taken this in a silver bullet or just been injected this. It's just... It's been... It's been the, a, not the learning just, is the journey. Yeah, and yeah. it's not just been a collective maturing; it's been an individual maturing, maturing as right, well. Right. And that's that's outside of the quartet too. Yeah. So that's that's a really hard one. That's awesome. No, that's yeah. that's brilliant. Trent, anything from you? Oh, probably just to try not to take comp so seriously, I guess. Yeah. And you yeah. know, everyone I interview who's reached high levels, like you guys have, has said the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, it's not that big That's of a fascinating. deal. fascinating. Like, All of it's just not there, that big of a deal. There's so much more like fun and enjoyment to be yeah. got out of it than like it has to be. This yeah, 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 yeah. As uh, I don't know if this will come through uh, uh, orally, but as Ash Schofield <laughs> says, less of this <laughs> and more of this. <sighs> That's what he says. So, gentlemen, um, th- uh, thank you very much for your time. It's been I'm, I'm really pleased to have uh, captured this oral history on uh, on, on the HA uh, podcast and. Uh, uh, basically, just thanks for the music and long may it continue. Thanks for having us, Richard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All that I possess, I would forsake if just once more I could partake. Singing one more song, just one more time. Bye.